When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. About that, it's the Lori and Julia show on my talk letter seven one everything entertainment. Thank you for joining us. Uh, as the clean mentioned at the end of uh, their show, Holly has left one chair, moved into another chair. Lori is out today, so Holly's in. Crossing the streams, going to the other now side batting, of the glass. My talk number five, Holly Roberts. Thank you for joining me, Holly. Oh, of course, Julia. Happy Friday. Well, we yes. just have to say to everyone that we met at the Cat Video Festival. Everyone that we tried to recruit to listen to my talk at the Cat Festival, welcome. You. Oh, you were oh, hustling out I there. Totally oh, she always recruit. does. Yeah. I would She's like a to. Big I would like to add, Julia, that you and Lori got into super festive Cat Video Festival mode because you guys were wearing light up ears. Oh yeah. Nobody else was. Yeah, I saw those. those you guys, for a person who is hesitant about cats, maybe a little skeptical about cats, you were full cosplay in, and I was so proud of you last night. Thank I was you. like, go get it, girl. Can I be honest? Yes. We didn't have those initially. Someone gave them to us. I saw them. Yes. Well, you, gave someone them gave them to yeah. us, and I was like, fall on, bring it on. And then we gave them away to someone who was a huge cat fan, too. Oh, nice. So thank you. We did. We were wearing the wear. I am amazed um, at how many people show up. I'm so used to going to CHS Stadium to watch high school and college baseball games mm-hmm. where we never have that many fans. So to see <laughs> that many people fill it out, fill up CHS, it was just such a beautiful event. Thank you to all of our sponsors. Thank you for everyone who went. It was totally fun. We got to meet um, Lori and I, and I think a lot of people did, and everybody saw them, um, Grumpy Cat's mother. Yes. Tabitha. Oh. Tabby. And I saw Jason's show this morning, and it was something that he commented on, and I thought about this last night. Um, Grumpy Cat has quite a group of handlers. I mean, serious. I think there were four Mm -hmm. people, in addition to her daughter, handling Mm. Grumpy Cat's social media account, Grumpy Cat's licensing, Grumpy Cat's future. I was I was shocked, but they were really nice, and I tried to tell them to listen to our show, too. Yeah, Grumpy Cat has an entourage. (laughs) Publicist, agent... Manager, social media director. director. I just couldn't believe it. And I'm like, really? Oh. Grumpy Cat, I think in her short lifespan, I can't remember the number off of the top of my head about uh, the revenue that she generated. generated. And it, it is an incredible number. And that all started from a picture that was posted on Reddit. I, isn't that, that amazing? went viral? That's just amazing. It's amazing to me. So on our um, Lori and Julia 
Insta page, we were with Tabitha. And we were trying to make the grumpiest cat faces. And Lori, I don't know how to even frown, she says, as someone's taking a picture. And I'm like, Lori said that. Yes. Okay. And I'm like, I love you, Lori, because it would cause more, you know, frowning causes more wrinkles than smiling. How can actively you frowning? Use, frowning causes more muscles. You have to use more yeah, stuff to frown than frowned. It's a new word. It's like being crowned the frowner. <laughs> um, then it does to smile. So just remember that. But it was a great night. Thanks for everybody. Um, I have kind of a dilemma Uh-oh. that Uh-oh. I want to ask yeah, for boy. people's help. Dark the doctor is in. I know. <laughs> 651-641-1071. So I know someone whose golden birthday is coming up. And it's the 24th of this month. And I remember when I had my golden birthday, I wonder if there's still such a big deal. I have no idea. Because my golden birthday, I remember, was a big deal when mm-hmm. I turned 24. And the gentleman I was dating at the time gave me a gold cross pen. This is back when... Look at you all. I still have it. Fancy. I mean, remember Like a writing utensil. Yes, a pen. What is that? Cross, C-R-O, I know it. This used to be a big deal. It wasn't as big as Mont Blanc, but... um. You know, pen. Or Parker. Because this is, we used to write. I mean, this is before laptops and computers when I turned 24. (laughs) Back in the day. And I was just trying to think of, what do you do? I mean, did you remember your golden birthday? Did either of you guys' family celebrate your golden birthday? When is my birthday, Julia? Well, uh, you're the first. So I Yeah, you didn't ever have one. You couldn't even have a silver one and do it backwards. I I got gypped. I mean, does anyone, Holly, do you remember yours? Well, mine would have been when I turned 19. Did your family do anything special? No, nothing at all. You have a problem with my birthday is that it's the same week as major holidays. I'm talking Christmas, Hanukkah, et cetera, et cetera. Also, 19 years old, you're in college. It's during finals week. So it's just like you get completely ignored. But I think it's really popular to go out and celebrate golden birthdays, birthday months, Right. I mean, look at Miss Lori, who right. celebrates the whole month of well, July. She's calmed down a little. She's she's only in, she's <laughs> a three weeker. No, she's narrowed it down to a week. No, I, well, half a month. She has. She's settled down, but it she was has. that it was the yeah. hurt bat wing when she had her rotator cuff surgery that I think slowed her down a bit in crowds because she was too nervous about people tapping into her arm. But I really, I'm just kind of trying to figure it out what you do. Are you looking for a gift or an event? Just kind of a gift thing. And I'm trying to figure out what's special anymore. Because it used to be when I grew up, you'd get pens. You'd get a beautiful letter letter opener. I mean, I don't want to buy a golden phone for $1,000. I mean, you know what I mean? I'm just thinking, are there still presents that you would think of that would be special that you would hold on to that aren't computer related, phone related? Because I feel like that's the only stuff people, you know what I'm saying? Well, what about something like really nice? So this is 24. So I'm assuming that this is for a 24 year old. What about a nice, sophisticated set of stationery that has their name on it? That's personalized. That has the watermark because 24, you're a young adult now and you're going to start sending those kinds of things to people. Thank you notes, follow up things like that. Stationery is a good idea, but not for this person. And, that I'm thinking because of. they're not going to write, right? <laughs> so that would be gonna, oh, that would be exactly oh, that would okay. be. But I loved stationery. That was another thing I loved having is my own personal stationery. I love stationery. I mean, that's a great idea, Holly. Th- that's a great idea. But it's it just used to be kind of easy that you would get office supplies, kind of right. And now the office supplies are so expensive. Yeah. So, but then it's it's the golden birthday. It's an event kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I don't. What about 
Okay, so if the person doesn't write, what about a personalized phone case in some capacity, something that's really nice and sophisticated. And I mean, maybe you can get the person's monogram on it or you can do something that's special to them. The monogram is another good idea. Donnie, do we have the monogram is a good idea. Allie, what do you think about this golden birthday stuff? So I, one of the things that I got for my birthday, for my golden birthday that I still have and use is I got a Waterford crystal ring holder. Oh, excellent. And it's functional and it's beautiful and I love it. And I don't think that it's terribly over the top expensive. No. So that's yeah. a great idea. Unfortunately, I'm doing this for a young man. Oh, okay. Um, Sorry, I did not catch that. No, I, we <laughs> didn't, we, I didn't specify, but I think okay. this helps people because it's kind of funny that you still have it and use it. Because um, I still have my pen and my letter opener that I got. <laughs> oh, nice. Well, they do on Etsy. They have those really nice uh, table side things where it holds your phone, your sure. watch, yeah. your Yeah, kind of like a desktop on more and more or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a good mm-hmm. idea, and I'm glad you still have it. Yes, thank you. Because it, right, it makes you so. remember that event. It's just kind of silly because, and the monogram shirts used to be a thing or something, you know. Oh my monogram shirts! Oh wow! wow. I mean that is that is, maybe I'll yeah. just <laughs> maybe I'll just get a monogram underwear. Let's just take a couple more calls, Danny, if we okay. if you don't mind. I'm no, just no. it's kind of you know it might be my kid. Maybe mm-hmm. might be mm-hmm. maybe I don't know. <laughs> but I'm just trying to think of what would be different and special that isn't like something that's going to get lost. A, yep. Um, that you know could hang around for a little while. Um, what about a money clip? Yeah, or, that's or always some, a good idea. Something that, you know, I yeah, mean, even despite all the Venmo using, there is exactly. still, there's still, there's still cash. cash. There's still there cash. is still cash. Guess, yeah. Okay, is this Megan? Megan, yeah. Megan, yeah. What, do you, what do you think would be a good golden birthday present? Yeah, so from one of my guy friends, I got him a nice leather passport cover. That's a great idea. Nice. Yes, great idea. Did he love it? He did, actually, in a band, so his hope is to kind of like start traveling. So it's a kind of nice sentiment about the future. Oh, I love that. Thank you for calling. Oh, thanks thanks for hanging out oh, with us. Okay. I appreciate it. Thank you. Okay, is this Jim? Yeah, then we'll have to go. All right, Jim, you've got the last word on the golden gift. What should it be? Um, a watch. A watch. There you go. Great heirloom quality. Well, maybe not heirloom quality, but a really nice watch that'll last decades. I love it. Um, without spending a ton of money. Mm-hmm. Do you have a brand that you like? Um, you know, there are some great Seiko automatic wi- uh, watches out there. Okay. Wenger uh, and, and Victorinox are Swiss right. made with sapphire crystals. And I mean, in the 100 to $150 range, right. I mean, if you look around a little bit, you can do really, really well. And it's something that literally they can wear forever. Yeah. That's a great idea, because I still have my graduation watch, too, from my dad engraved in the back. Thank you. All right, everybody, it's continuing to happen, and I would just like to say, I will go back. What? What? Tisk tisk, it's going forward. Oh, it is. Okay, so just to go back, I remember when um, it all started with that song, Blurred Lines, mm-hmm. and the Marvin Gaye estate.
decided to sue Robin Thicke and who did that with him? Pharrell. 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 That Blurred Lines had some of the same beats and chord progressions as the same as the Marvin Gaye song. I didn't hear it. It was a lot more than that. Donnie and Lori heard it It 100%. It was a complete ripoff. John Bream was in here and I, he said he didn't hear it either and he's the music critic and has been you know forever from the start <laughs> okay i do and i thought and i remember saying at the time this is going to be a horrible precedent for all future music well because ultimately they decided with the marvin gay yes, estate on that case yes, that wasn't about a slight portion of the song that was a song in its entirety that i'd copied marvin gay i danny i don't well copied and it sounds like whatever whatever okay Camille smile okay so here's <laughs> the deal we keep hearing this we keep hearing this we keep hearing this and the latest is a gentleman named um steve ronson who came out with a song in 2012, it had only been listened to 300 times. On a SoundCloud. On a SoundCloud. Yeah. So buried deep within the internet yep. with How this guy's song. Right. But he is sure than sure that the song Shallow from Lady Gaga and Mark Ronson that was featured in The Stars Born and won an Academy Award stole his chord progression. Hmm. Now, it is... Um, and so he's suing. So since he even brought this up, 27,000 people have downloaded the song. Well, oh, curiosity. Look at that. Yeah. Uh-huh. 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 So he's got a, a high profile attorney, and I want you to listen. So here, let's listen to his, the, his song first, okay. and then we'll listen to um, Kansas, the band oh, Kansas. Gaga? Yeah. Okay. So we're going to listen to three different songs. We're going to listen to three different okay. songs because the Kansas band, um, Dust in the Wind. Yeah. Use the same thing. All we are is dust in the wind. Uh, so this guy could have been copying Kansas. Uh, well, good point. Okay. All right, here's so. the Steve Ronson. Can't you see that I'm almost home? And I can feel that I've been gone too long. Because every time I'm here. That's enough. That mm-hmm. sounds like so many songs we hear right now, though. I am going to say that. I feel like that could be anybody's song. Okay. We've heard that. Now, this is Kansas, and the year that Dust in the Wind, what is this? 78. 78, song? 1978. So okay. there's Kansas yep. in 78. So yep. really, Kansas could say that this gentleman, Steve Ronson, who had 300 <laughs> downloads from 20. 20- hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, 
Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. 2012. That song almost copied his. Yeah. Now we're going to listen to Shallow by Lady Gaga. You're right. The portion that he claims. It's ridiculous. Like oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay, here we go. I'm falling. In all the good times, I find myself longing for change. And in the bad times, I feel myself. All right, there you go. So there you go. So, well, so they use the same notes in the same, same progression, chords. but chord progression, in the yeah. same chord progression. There are a lot of different songs. I mean, but to, to go after that specific way, I mean, if we're going to start getting all nitpicky like this, we're never going to be able to write anything ever again because we take from the same notes. There's only so many notes, and there's only if you even play a blues progression, they all use the, it. Always is all the same notes. Well, I mean, come on, you listen to any kind of old rock and roll mm-hmm. song, and they're using all of those uh, chord progressions there. I mean, it, it's been. I feel like it's just gotten out of hand. And I feel like anyone can do this. Anyone can do this. You know, he probably sees in the news that uh, Katy Perry got nabbed for $2.8 million. So he's thinking, "Eh, what the heck? I'll give it a try. Well, you know, to your point, (laughs) Julia, going back to the Blurred Lines case, you're right. This set a precedent where people now say, oh, okay, well, that has some similarities to what I did. So now I'm going to go after these megastars because at least if they want to do a settlement with me, it's going to be way more money than I'm making now. Than I'm making right now. To the artists, they're like, because Ed Sheeran's had to do this a couple I of know, times. Yes. Yeah, and yeah. he Whereas, just settles it to, not to deal with it. But again, I feel like. There's some music out there that's never been heard and never going to be heard. And I I just, it really bothers me, the suing thing. Mm -hmm. I hate it when people, I just, I never thought anyone. Yeah, unless it's actually legitimate. Yeah, but, yep. Ask George Harrison. He got nailed big time. Yeah, that's right. My sweet Lord. My Mm -hmm. sweet Lord is Mm -hmm. a copy of He's So Fine by the Chiffons, and he had to pay up a lot of money. When was that? Uh, Holly, it was the early 70s. Early 70s. Okay. Yeah. In favor of the writers of He's So Fine. Right. And now, with all this music that's out there streaming, where who knows who's what, it could be on your Instagram account. And how would anyone know about you, Joe Blow, in. St. Paul, Minnesota's Instagram account. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I just think, I feel like we've gone down the line too far. So Lady Gaga, I support you. Yes. And Kansas, I think you should go after Steve. <laughs> yeah, <there we> go. <laughs> I really, if you're still alive out there. And somebody before Kansas will go after them. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Let's get someone oh, who really needs some money here. Find your old high school musical <laughs> really? or something. Really? Mm-hmm. I know. All right. So Katy Perry came out with a new song. Um, It's called Small Talk. I like it. Let's listen to it. Uh, okay, we let's grow quickly, but we're running out of time. Isn't it yep. strange? They used to know me. All the highs and lows and in-betweens, and now you see me and just say, hey. Isn't it weird that you see me naked? We had conversations about forever, now it's about the weather, okay? I just can't believe we went from strangers to lovers to strangers in a lifetime. Yeah, it's fun. Poppy. I think. 
another dude He seemed like he was pretty cool I was so broken over you Life it goes on, what can you do? I just wanna He's so likable. He's he is just such a likable guy who I want to quit putting tattoos on his face, and so does his mother. Well, good luck. I know with that one. I'm sure he's listening. So Mm -hmm. last night, um, Ron Burgundy showed up, and I don't know how he did it, except for I think some things were pre-taped. I think so. Uh, But he showed up on the West Coast Mm -hmm. on Conan O'Brien's show as Ron Burgundy doing a little stand-up. Then he was on Jimmy Kimmel doing a little stand-up. Then he flew. Over hmm. the uh, East Coast. And, and he was on Stephen Colbert. He was on, what else, Tony? Uh, Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Fallon? Not Jimmy Fallon. Uh, no. Uh, he was on all the ladies. He was on every all of single six. one. Every he was single, on six He was shows. even on Conan over there in the half hour version on TBS. I know. I watched him. On two things. On what, what show? I watched him on Kimmel, mm-hmm. and I watched him do a ventriloquist. What show was that on? I can't remember. And um, it's to promote the Ron Burgundy podcast. Right. Now, are you huge Ron Burgundy fans? I, I, you know, I get it. I yep. get it. I totally get it, but I'm not totally geeking out about right. him as Ron Burgundy. Mm-hmm. But I love Will Ferrell, and I wish I he would do him. more characters, new characters. Oh. I think we're ready for that. I would watch him as that character on Elf. Oh, I mean, buddy, well, buddy, buddy, I think the Buddy elf. would we be hysterical. <laughs> no, but just Buddy on everyday <laughs> just, observations. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I man. think he would be hysterical. <laughs> I think he's funny. So anyway, mm-hmm. that happened last night. But Leslie Jones, who's so funny, she's in the new Angry Birds movie that I don't know if it's coming out this weekend or next, but she I plays know. a voice in one of them. Yeah. And she, um, her career started later in life. I mean, she got the SNL gig when she turned 50. So she's I in her, didn't know that. yeah, she's in her fifties mm-hmm. and, Whoa. um, and it's just, she's so delightful and just refreshing and happy. So here she sat down with Jimmy Kimmel and she kind of tells him about when she discovered she wanted to be a comedian. I knew I wanted to be a comedian. Mm-hmm. By and that you time, started I doing stand up right away. Yes, I started doing stand up in '87. Actually, I was 19. I got discovered, uh, not discovered. I'm sorry, I discovered comedy. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that has to happen first, I guess. Yeah, because I was real cocky that night too. The the, the school newspaper interviewed me, and I was like, I'm the next Eddie Murphy. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> Wow. And then I had to call my dad and tell him that I was quitting college to become a comedian. And he was like, Eddie Murphy! Eddie Murphy ain't even Eddie Murphy! Go get on the phone and tell this girl she ain't funny! You ain't funny! You ain't never made me laugh! Ever! Uh, <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's so, he did not support me. He my, was not supportive. He did not support it at all. Oh, boy. No. That makes it harder, doesn't it? It, it does not, because I didn't care. Oh, you didn't care. <laughs> I, I can't explain it to you. As soon as I touched the mic, I knew that's what I was supposed to do the rest of my life. Isn't and she's, she's so sweet. So she got a Friday night. They needed a Friday night DJ at her college. And I think she was DJ Frosty. Yes. Nice. Yes. Yeah, and, yeah. and she just, the, the minute DJ. the microphone was there, it was like, hello, come on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and she's, 
And she's wearing kind of a low cut suit and she's got a good cleavage going on. And she's like, I'm working it. I'm working it. I'm working it. And yeah. here she's talking about one of the jo- many thousand hundred jobs she said. She made up some number. I had every kind of job. I sold perfume. I was the justice of the peace at one time in my life. Uh, and then I was the annulment department, which I annulled the people that I married. So, really? <laughs> no, I'm so serious. Like a month later, they moved me to that department and everybody I married was coming in. I was like, damn. Wow, that's got to be I got the mojo or something, right? The saddest places it's to work. The saddest. And I was, I think it was because I was messing up the, you know, the vows thing. You know, I didn't. Uh, I thought it was Meredith's lawful, awful wedded wife. Uh, I, didn't, I would say not, awful wedded, and I think it's law. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, well, that's yeah, well, I, that might have been why. You, can you imagine? <laughs> no, but can you? Ma- I can't imagine how much I would screw that off. Do yeah, you take so. I mean, because you have to memorize that pretty much, right? You know, but that one would not come out right. Nope, nope. She's. What do you think was your, like your silliest job you ever had? You guys, Ooh, silliest, silliest, like. like craziest job that you ever had that just has nothing to do with your career it was a mechanic at a bowling alley oh yeah you could fix a things. mechanic really? at a bowling wow, alley yep. That's a, yep, yep so what so would you ba- basic stuff you know how to the machine would get jammed and right. how to, you know get the pins out and right do all that kind of stuff yep that did you get a, hit by the, the no, pins no, when no, they came no, down I, I never did never did but that was about this Silliest job I ever had. The, okay, what about you, Holly? A silly job. I mean, just kind of like random, like sure, so weird. I was a barista in high school during the evening hours. So you know, working at a coffee stressful? shop at night. Well, not at night. We oh. usually we got a lot of big, like a motorcycle group gang contingency mm-hmm. that would come in and do stuff. Not in the morning. No, I was sixteen, and we would have the people working in the morning shift who were all business. And you'd get the one random shift at five in the morning, and right. you're sixteen years old, and you're like, "Oh my god, I can't do that for you." I can't you. get up. No, but other that's like the silliest job job that you ever had that I've ever had. Mm-hmm. What about you? Mine was um, when I made water softener appointments in in um, Tempe, Arizona. Water for, I had to cold call. I'd oh. get a list and we'd be in a room the oh, size Julia. of the studio with like six of us and we'd cold call. And if you made an appointment because they would get a free gift. Oh, <laughs> which would be what? As a cross pen. I think. I, no, I don't even. <laughs> Donnie, it might have been like a Hickory Farm sausage and cheese oh, pack. Wow. I mean, I. And however many appointments you would make, you would get bonus. You know, you'd get some extra money. Right. It helped with sales because I was always. In, I ended up being in sales for a long time. And uh-huh. so that was kind of. But it was just like so really. Wow. I'm breaking out into cold sweat just thinking about being locked in a room and trying to convince people to get their free hickory farm sausage <laughs> and a block of cheese. That's a good gift. It's it is. Bad. It's only going to take bad. 15 minutes of your time. When will you be home tomorrow? Will be you, you'll be home between oh, 5 and 7? Sell or, me that sausage. 7 and 9. Sell it to me. Can we, all right, so we can plan on you being there. I mean, I just remember like, <laughs> oh, all right, we got to go. We've got... Um, no, we don't. We've got Sasha. Oh, we don't. I'm looking at the time wrong. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm five minutes early. Go, uh, the three is before the seven. Yeah. Oh, So please. we still have about Give four me two minutes. more. Please, yeah. please. But I know yeah. a lot of people have had some crazy jobs out there. Here's here's someone whose life is going so good. I couldn't. We, I think all of us can't be well, more happy. We get to celebrate. Lizzo. Yes. And her writer, you know, what she demands at all of her concerts mm-hmm. keeps changing based on her feelings and her needs. And now that she's super popular... And people are loving her. She's gotten a little bit more aggressive. Here's what what she orders. You know, we've heard like Madonna needed it all white. 
with flower petals. Well, that's Jennifer We've, Lopez, too. Oh, Jennifer Lopez yeah. made it all white. I mean, people make some outrageous ones. So here's what she asked for. She asked for chicken wings, dozens and dozens of donuts, and fancy, fancy bottles of vodka. That's not bad. I feel like that's a very pragmatic writer. Very, I need the sugar yeah. to keep me going. I need the protein to keep me going. And I want to get a little bit of a bump. Yeah. Yep. I mean, that is a well-balanced meal. Pretty basic. <laughs> Doesn't beat those blueberry muffins that you get. Mm. Yes. Well, I mean, good for Lizzo. I mean, that's what that's what you want to do. And I feel like out of all the writers, it's not out of the question at all for her to ask for those no. things. So go get it, Lizzo. I, I think it's funny. Who some people would order socks because they would never have enough clean socks on the road or, you know. That's a good one. Oh, yeah. Clean socks. Oh, nothing is like putting on a pair of fresh, unwashed socks straight from the six pack. And everyone says you're supposed to wash them them first, but I don't. Who who washes the socks socks first? I don't. I love new socks. I'm with you. The minute you wear them, you can never get them white again. Like a pair of, you know, athletic socks or something. They never go white. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's always a little foot fungi left over from no, the first time you wore them. It's the bottoms, <laughs> it's like the, bottom. the bottoms the from your shoes yeah. or walking around. Yeah. Foot fungi. Foot fungi. I'm speaking from my own experience. Right, I'm just fine. saying. I just want to, um, and you'll probably get to this later in the traffic report. There's a lot of road closing this uh, weekend. Roads. Yeah. But I mean, there's a big one on 494. Um, 35W's got a big, uh, yeah, that's oh, going to be shut down for a stretch. To, um, Friday night, kind of on the way to Woodbury, like that drive from uh, Egan to Woodbury. Uh, so be careful, people, and just double check because everything's going to be closed. It's that's okay. Right. We're going to have lovely roads. It's They're, going to be lovely. And the bike trails are open. And the pine trails are open. Do you know how open. nice the new roads are, though, when you get a new blacktop? Oh, yeah. Yep. yeah. It's heaven. It's stunning. There's a stretch of 94 when you're going oh. uh, westbound into Minneapolis from St. Paul. That's oh. just a delight. I'm so happy for it. In the meantime, mm-hmm. <laughs> look, watch out for the roads look, being closed. Look yeah. and see what's happening. All yeah. right, so when we come back, we've got Sasha Andrew with us. Andreev. And, uh, Andreev, thank Sasha you. Andreev, okay. Sasha Andreev with there us. There we go. And if you... Sasha helped us, Donnie, and all of us here. Uh, Holly, I don't think you were with us yet on Not Project yet. Down and Dirty, the musical. Yeah. And people will know you because you used to have a show on HGTV I and you did, do yes. a lot of local acting mm-hmm. and people will recognize your beautiful face because I swear you're model like. <laughs> you are, you know it. But you are doing something special to um, raise money for University of Minnesota Duluth acting theater program. And it's a partnership with Chan Hassan Dinner Theater. That's right. And I, I'm intrigued by what the heck is a 24-hour musical? Okay, well, you've had some stage experience doing Project Down and Dirty Limited. a few years ago. Oh, yeah, but You yes. know how frightening that can be? <laughs> Beyond. Because how many, we had days of rehearsal for that, I believe. We did. Which is still pretty short. We only mm-hmm. had like three, and then we performed Friday night. So, I'll proceed this by this. A lot of actors, at some point in their lives, will have a nightmare of getting on stage and not knowing their lines. Oh, yeah. Because you, or like you're going on stage and like, oh my gosh, I didn't get to rehearse anything. 
This is close to a living nightmare, but in a really fun way. Well, so are, but for real actors. But for real actors. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. No, I, I, I say okay. this in jest because... Um, so the way it works is that next Sunday evening... Uh, a few dozen of us, including actors from around the Twin Cities, a lot of names you would recognize, a bunch of local directors and composer uh, writers are going to get together. We're all going to meet each other. Uh, and then the actors get to go home and sleep mm-hmm. while the directors and act uh, and the composers and writers get to write four musicals four. from scratch overnight, Okay, cast them with a list of the actors okay. that they've met. The actors arrive Monday morning, mm-hmm. and we rehearse them for that day mm-hmm. and perform them in front of a giant live audience on the stage of Chinhassen Dinner Theater, having learned it, memorized it, blocked it, teched it, choreographed it, rehearsed it, and then performing it. It's At- super scary, super exciting, and super fun. Have you ever done anything like this so before? I, a couple of years ago, I did, through the same organization, something mm-hmm. called 24-Hour Plays, which was done at the Pantages. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was the same thing, except they were, it, we were just memorizing lines and blocking. Here we're learning lines. Musical singing. Blocking, singing, dancing. Right. Uh, I am just talking about it. I'm like getting a little bit of anxiety, but it's like but a I very see, positive. One. I see yeah. excitement in your eyes because oh, this yeah. sounds like a challenge. Yeah. Cause, so if you were going to ask me, like, what are you going to be doing? I'm mm-hmm. going to say, I have no idea because mm-hmm. I won't know until I arrive that morning what that show is going to be. So there's wow. four. So there's four different musicals that are going to be done. How long is each of them going to be? Um, each musical will be about 15 to 20 minutes long. Will you be cast in more than one? Um, I I hope not. Oh, gosh. <laughs> but one. that's a possibility that you could be cast in more than one of these. You know, we don't know until we get there. They might utilize a person in a large role in one and a small role in another. Sure, got it. Oh, or you might just be relegated to a single cast of people. Do you have... Um, I, I'm thinking of back when, um, you know, you'd play the game and you'd fill... Um, grocery um bags you know the paper bags Mm -hmm. with different props from your house and then you'd break up into teams and you'd go everyone go do a skit with these props sure you know that game from way back when when we this is i have no idea what you're talking about (laughs) but it sounds great (laughs) we play something like this like here are your props is this a game you invented no in a family in our family so you go go make up something so is there any direction at all that the directors and the lyricists i'm glad you asked this so they're asking all of us to bring in uh, a random prop they're going to be piled up in the center of the room okay uh we're all going to get to sing uh about like a minute just so they can hear our voice and we can also tell them if we've ever dreamed of playing a certain type of role like if if somebody who typically is cast as an ingenue really wants to be a villain Mm -hmm. yeah you know um and they may take that into consideration. This is so fun. This is so fun. Now, is there someone that you... Have you played a woman before? I have never played a woman before. 
I've never really played a true villain before, so I actually I would love to be just like a horrible person. I think it would be really fun. Who, who's the best villain in musicals that you can think of? Who's the best villain? Like in a musical? Well, you know, I lately been, there's been a lot of talk about Little Mermaid uh, becoming a movie, and uh-huh. it's also a stage musical. And you always think of like Ursula, Ursula. being an amazing right. villain, or like Jafar from Aladdin. Yes. Or I just saw the Lion King movie, and you think of Scar and. What a great villain that was. Granted, these are also movies, but right. they've been on my mind. So I keep thinking back to those sort of, especially the original performances the of those actors. The juicy roles. Yeah, Jeremy Irons, a scar. Mm. So no good. kidding. No kidding. How fun. All right, so this is going to all happen at the Chanhassen next Monday night. Yep. Is it a week from Monday? It is a week from this Monday. Yeah, and yep. we wanted, because people need to plan. There's yes. a lot of things going on in the Twin Cities, so it's a week from Monday. It's August 19th, mm-hmm. and people can go to the Chanhassen Dinner Theater, um, dot org. Uh, ChanhassenDT.com, and the tickets are $35. There's $35. bucks. Yeah, and then there's also, like, uh, if you've ever been to Chanhassen Dinner Theater, you could just come for the show, or you could just come for the show and have some food along with it. So there's various packages. There will be a nice little... Um, uh, shindig with drinks and food afterwards. So it's going to be a really fun night, and the proceeds go to benefit um, not just University of Minnesota Duluth Musical Theater Program, okay. but also a couple other uh, theater education organizations around the Twin Cities. Good, I'm glad. That's awesome. This is, just sounds fun. So if you, so we talk about the musical stuff, and the, you want to play a villain. Is there like any um, any play that you've always wanted to be in? I mean, do you like, do you, would you rather do television? Would you da- rather do live theater, the dream Sasha? Role. Oh my gosh, that's it? such a tough thing because I feel like that changes everything. Uh, uh, you know, you know. so a couple of years ago, I got to understudy Sunday, uh, the role of George in Sunday in the Park with George at the Guthrie. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you, it, when you're an understudy, you spend all this time learning a role with a possibility that you go on if the actor playing it becomes ill. Right. And I was in the show as another part, but... Did you ever I make always it? secretly like I was always thinking uh, like should there will there ever be like that showgirls moment where I just push him down the stairs right. you know and- just lightly so um, <laughs> did you no I did not he was a great guy but uh, having learned it and you know gotten to sort of rehearse it I secretly hope that I get an opportunity to do a production of Sunday in the Park with George really uh, and play George do you think the play is better than the movie um. Isn't there a movie, Dennis? No, no. There is no I'm thinking there, of is a, a there is a televised movie. version of it. I'm, I'm, of the okay, original then production. I'm thinking of something else. George. George of the Jungle. Uh, <laughs> right. Watch out for that tree. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Which also, watch out, might be turned into a musical. It's, it's, a, it's a very no. similar show with a lot of very different elements. There uh, really are, aren't there? <laughs> no. I love that George of the Jungle, though. No, I'm thinking of a completely different movie. So as a child, were you always interested in theater, Sasha? You know, I was. Uh, I'm originally from Russia, so I have all these black and white photos of me in, in the USSR. Uh, it was still Leningrad at the time. So uh, did Petersburg. you come then from there to Minnesota? Yeah. Wow. Did, did your whole family come? Uh, my mom and I uh, moved together. They were. My mom was divorced, and then my father immigrated separately to New York City. So Is there anyone here in Minnesota to come for? Uh we, my just... mom had a couple friends she had met. She was a translator and she had made friends of people who had come to uh Russia for who had hired her to translate for their company and that that's all. Like we knew nothing and no one. How we came with two you? suitcases. I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah. How old were you? I was 9 years old. We came with two suitcases and we never went back. 
Wow, that's incredible. Yeah, and then Minnesota so. has been home ever since. Uh, yeah, I, I took a, I went to high school and college in New York. I mm-hmm. lived in Louisville, Kentucky for a year uh, for a theater apprenticeship. But I've lived here the longest of anywhere in my life. Isn't that something? Yeah. Wow. But I have all these black and white photos because my childhood photos like look like they were taken in like 1960, even sure. though I grew up in the like 80s. Like when mine were. <laughs> um, they were a little behind in their technology oh, back yeah. then. Oh. But there's pictures of me like performing and I would perform for neighbors and put on puppet shows so and magic always. shows. I've always did I always did it for fun. I didn't think I could actually turn it into something that's my livelihood and I've been very fortunate that Isn't that I have. Yeah. fun? I'm so excited for you. This really sounds like a fun night. Yeah, it's gonna it sounds be really like a cool. fun night. Yeah, you know, and it's, if you want to just see like a lot of, like if you if you're a fan of Sally Wingert for example she's, she's going to be, be the, part of right, it who else uh, well the new artistic director of Park Square uh, Florida Lino is going to be uh, doing it uh, if you know Kate Brindisi and David yes. Darrow they're going to be part of it um, gosh I'm trying to remember everybody All right here offhand. Um, uh, you can re- pronounce the names. Oh, there you go. We have Michelle Barber, obviously. Yes. Uh, Warren C. Bowles, Kasana Mwanza, who's an actor and performer. I think he's actually going to be writing it uh, this time around. And I think there's, they're still keeping a few people under uh, under wraps. And there's also going to be a few UMD students involved. So it's oh, sort that's of a, great. a cross-generational uh, experience. And What uh, would be your worst fear? Uh, if they it. cast you at... Uh, well, my worst fear is just forgetting the words to a song. Can't you make it up? You can, but... It's just, that's for me that's is it. the scariest thing. It's not being prepared. It's not in a way that makes you comfortable. That's right. And yeah. you just only have so much time to prepare. You can't do anything ahead of time. You get there and do you're you write doing on your it. hand. Ever? Uh, you <laughs> know, have you done that ever? Um, I uh, no comment. Man. Okay. You know, like sometimes you have very like uh, strategic props mm-hmm. where you just sure. have certain things written on sure. them. If uh, you can still see that far away. Hey, well, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, guys, I remember blades. when we did it, Lori had anything you can do, I can do better. Written out in ink on her hand and it's smeared. And I was, oh. She couldn't remember one thing. The, that's 24-hour musicals happening at the Chanhassen <laughs> for good cause to support local theater and UMD.